Live from living in the shadow of an overhead drone, so comfy. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Nice to get some shade. It's hot out there. It's so hot. Exactly. And a drone is what exactly everybody needed. Yes. Everybody it's the new own umbrella. Drone. Their own it's, shade it's, drone. It's the new hat. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own shade drone to, to walk around with. It'd be perfect. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that is yet to have an inconclusive test result. Never tested. <laughs> We're just going to leave that. it at that. <laughs> On this week's show, we look back at the first week of the COVID Cup, discuss the new released schedule for the 22 World Cup, get ready to be up early, Uh, celebrate Wickham Wanderers' first ever promotion to the championship. Yay! (laughs) 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 (
Uh, sadly, Tony can't be with us again this week. Um, hopefully next week, but we'll see. Uh, as for me, I really, really, really need Gareth Ainsworth to form a new 80s glam band. Like, immediately. <laughs> immediately. Top three buttons missing, mandatory. Top three buttons, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that was a lot of chest for us for, for a bench boss. A lot of chest. I know. You're a Wembley, sir. Have some respect. <laughs> How dare you? What if the it's queen like, was here? We show yes. respect. Yes. It should be a three-piece suit at least. Oh my god. And a fine oh. bowler hat. <laughs> I now want to get into management so I can get to Wembley and dress exactly how you just described. Especially the hat. Oh, the, oh yeah. no, the you hat. I, I get the hat, then build the suit around it. It's not the other way oh, around. Oh, that, that, that may, okay. That You've still sense. got time, Mark. All you've you got to do is, you know, get some kind of shitty non-league team, make, get to the final <laughs> of the FA Vars, they hold that at Wembley. It's like you have to get right to the top. <laughs> Uh, I like the idea that my outfit is more than the wages I earned for the year. <laughs> so, anybody, you know, AFC Hinkley, come on, let's do this. Yeah. It's in the name. Go. Let's do yes. this. Yes. Let's go, Hinkley. Let's go. Come on, Hinkley. Okay. Come on, Hinkley. Come on, Hinkley. <laughs> uh, that was brilliant. Oh. Uh. Alright, now to our Never taxation, I'll be good always, I'll be back I for win, I want for just being me No be today when we start this thing Then the guy wanna say I'll be the dancer Alright, well first up on this week's show It is TFC post-match Because TFC have played a game Woo! Oh, yeah. the, we started this thing doing that shit, didn't we? Something like I that I feel like that's what we used to do Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we're gonna, like try, we're gonna see how this Belarus goes Because it's been... A long time. Um, so on when did the game eventually? Monday morning, right? So this this is the game that got moved. This is this is a third time the charm situation, sort of for TFC uh, versus DCU because uh, this game's been moved around a lot and controversially, and, and you know apparently. So the first time uh, it was moved was because TFC basically didn't want to leave Toronto and go to Florida, which really none of us blame them. Um, and so they were not going to be in Orlando long enough for the uh, minimum length of time to be quarantined and have all the appropriate tests and stuff in order to play their match, which was originally supposed to be, I want to say Friday night? Was it Friday You're night? correct. Oh my God, look at me remembering things. Wow. Mm. Um, so then it got rescheduled to Sunday morning. Super fun. Everyone was so excited about getting up to watch that. So most of us did. And then we're up and everyone starts, you know, you're looking at the Twitters and. Oh, wait. TFC's bus hasn't left yet. TFC TFC's doesn't want to go. <laughs> yep. Um, DC is currently at the field, but not. What's. What, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, the game's. Oh, it's postponed. Oh. Oh, wait. Is it canceled? Is it postponed? Anyone know what's going on? Test results! Oh, no! So, ultimately, 
Uh, DC United had a player test positive from the test tests from the night before. Um, and TFC had a player with an inconclusive test. So I guess DC United decided that they were still good to go. So they got up, had their team meal or whatever, got in the bus, got to the pitch. Heroes. They're heroes, yeah. They they were going to... they. They love the soccer so much, um, and they wanted to be there for their fans. TFC, I guess, got up a little bit later and immediately jumped on a Zoom call with everybody, kind of, basically said, So, guys. Do we have to do this? I anyone, think. yeah. Should, do we, mm. Anyone really want to do this? Um, Does anyone have any mysterious symptoms, maybe? Yeah, everyone, everyone mm. call for me. Um... So what ultimately came out, and it, it's really funny depending on what you read and when, and uh, some 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 of it's been like, oh, TFC was always going to go a little bit late to the match. No, they weren't. Uh, Ali Curtis was really, you know, maybe accidentally quite honest in one of his interviews and basically said, yeah, we, we decided we weren't going to go because we didn't feel safe. Like, that was that was it. They, they were not... You know, the team, the, the league came out and said, oh, we've postponed the match, which, you know, took away their need to announce that this is why they weren't on their way to the stadium. But that that was the case, that they were not, they were going to refuse to go. They weren't going to play this match um, because they didn't feel comfortable. They didn't feel safe. Uh, now, consequently, the players, the, the players were retested and everybody is fine, apparently. All turned out to be negative tests, and that's a whole other, you know, potential issue uh, within the MLS buzz bubble with uh, whether or not there's a, been a lot of false positives, whether there's too many, who knows, maybe there's false negatives, who knows, but everyone now feels confident and happy and so on and so forth. But you know what, good for, again, good for TFC. We don't, we don't talk about uh, TFC's management and... Uh, ownership and that sort of thing in a positive way that often, um, but they have no, done. We don't. Some they have done some good things uh, during uh, the pandemic. I, I uh, feel I feel like they played it as best as they could given the pressures yeah. that were like they, I, I I feel like they were probably one of the few ownership groups that weren't like no you need to get down there. And they're like nah do we really? They were probably like. Make like make sure everybody's okay. Make sure everybody's good. Like they were very cautious about how they were pushing it. I mean, why else would they fly down, turn around, come back? That doesn't sound like uh, I like that. I would have been more shocked if that was from really other any other ownership. If they'd cautiously turned around after flying halfway down. So yeah, I, yeah I, I think, I've been quite I impressed. A, I think there's a couple. Yeah. So that so that was good. I was I was really pleased to see that and pleased to see them supporting their players and, and, and the coaches and the staff and all that stuff. Um, so the game got rescheduled again to Monday morning where it actually got played. I oh, swear. Hooray. Yay. Hey. Yay. Good times. So TFC's first competitive match in four months. Um, you know, and, and a fairly, you know, an expected more or less expected lineup. Um, we all knew that Josie Altidore wasn't going to play. I think the only surprise, perhaps, was uh, Jonathan Osorio. 
which of course was like, oh, it's Jonathan Astoria, the one that had like the the false the the test, because because mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. that's the, I think that's the assumption amongst everybody. It's like, because why else wouldn't Jonathan Astoria be at least on the bench? Is he really mm-hmm. hurt? Really? Um, I th- I think they said he had some sort of strain of some kind, and I think not Do you fit not fit to play. Could yes. be anything. Did, did he strain his Could COVID? Did he strain his COVID? Yes, he strained mm. his COVID. Oh, COVID strain. Oh. Strained his coughing oh. muscles. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that, yes. That, that gets the best of everyone. Yeah, mm. it's just the worst. Um, but otherwise, a fairly, you know, expected lineup. Uh, Piatti starting. Uh, Iowa Canola. As we were, you know, we were trying to figure out who mm. was going to be the focus of the attack for TFC, and it turned out to be Iowa Canola. Um... With good choice. I, it, uh, you know what? That was a that was a good gamble. That worked out really really well, uh, because the the young man ended up with a brace. Mm-hmm. He had uh, he had a very good uh, first match in over a year. That's right. He hasn't played in over a year. It feels not like even forever. Set, not even set foot yeah. on the pitch. Not even for like a thirty second substitution you know, wave your hat, we're trying to delay some time thing. No. Um, so he had, uh, you know, one very nice goal. That was uh, a hell of a goal. Yeah. It really was. That was a, that was a, that was a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. strike. Uh, Pozuelo got the assists on both goals. So good job, Pozuelo. And so things looked good, you know. The, it, obviously, you know, Michael Bradley was having a really good match. It is annoying how actually he, he had a very good match it's very irritating <laughs> not that i want him to be bad but it's just like I, again i feel so bad for liam frazier <laughs> but uh it was you know they, everything was going well and then towards the very end of the first half uh moreno who was already on a yellow did something stupid again got another yellow down to down to ten men. Oh, this is oh, brilliant! Except for he did a whole bunch of stupid things. He yes, he did. Could have been sent off uh, quite a bit earlier, oh, really. Ages ago. Yeah. And then, and then I, I I don't know really what what transpired in in Craig Vanny's brain during the half. Um, he swapped out Justin Morrow for Richie Larea, which made sense. You know, sure. it was a, it made sense. Uh, Morrow was looking kind of gassed. And uh, a, fresh legs. Not a terrible idea. Why not? You know, seems reasonable. Okay, fine. And then, um, you know, we're again, we're just sort of like, all right. You know, the DC started to look a little more, a little more lively. Um, <laughs> did, not did, all did, that did, much. Did a little more. Like I said, a little more. And then suddenly, mm-hmm. Greg Vanny did one of those random inexplicable things that he does. Which is a double CB swap, and okay, wait, wait, know, wait, wait, wait. So, so they took off, they took off Mavinga and Gonzalez, right? Yeah, at mm. the same time. So, I think the obvious question is: Are there two defenders that we've never heard of who are actually really good to come on? Because the ones that I'm aware of would fundamentally be a mistake. And I don't think it would take anybody who watches more than, I don't know, 20 minutes of highlights, air quotes, of those players who came on to realize 
how much of a mistake this could be. So, who did they bring on? Um, well... I think it might have been those two that you're thinking of. I'm, yeah. I'm, I yeah. mean, I mean, I'm optimistic, but... Mm. No, don't be. Mm. Fuck. No, so it was uh, Simon and the nephew got substituted on. <sighs> now... Nepotism. It's... You know... Zavalet is fine if he's got somebody to hold his hand. Who knows what he's so doing? Is it Simon? So Simon. And Laurent Simon is, is not that person no, anymore. No, no, exactly. It's the two of them together. If it was a single swap out, you know, if it was like, okay, take off Mavinga, put Zavaleta out, acclimate, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. maybe take off Gonzalez and put Simon out. Yeah. Or but, start with Gonzalez and Zavaleta. They replace both of them with Simon and Mavinga. Or sure, there you go. Whichever yes, way exactly. it goes round. Have, have, have at least balance. one good one out there for, mm. for, yes. for the whole time. So so that happened and we and everybody was like, What the hell? What what Greg? Um, Greg Greg, we have concerns. Greg. Uh, but still, you know, luckily, so far. Nothing bad was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fine because you know, we had a lot of good midfielders out there who could yes, just fucking pass the, the ball around and just keep passing it around and kill the game off and, you know, it was all good. But, you know, do we need to keep those guys out there as well? Nah. nah. And then, well, and then, and well, well, then, well, who else would, like, who else would you take off? I mean... I mean, you've already weakened the defense. Like, why Why would you... T- All right, let's see how this plays out. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Dillion and Gallardo, they'll be just as good at, you know, calmly passing the ball around and keeping it and all that sort of thing. For, for sure. For Pozuelo for and sure. Piatti? Yes, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. And by interesting, I'm thinking... Bad idea? Well, okay, The again, at that point in time... TFC are still up 2-0, right? Somehow. Um, Make you know, it 10 three. Men, you know, exactly. <laughs> Make but it three, then do the subs. Playing against his old team, you know, he has a certain amount of, you know, fire when he plays against his old team, as, as was shown last season. Gallardo is this really random... Uh, he's not... A, I don't hesitate to call him a project, but they went through oh, a Gallardo's lot to get him. shit. Let's, let's face it, he's done nothing. They, went they seem to lot. like him. A lot of people seem to think he's good, but he's done fuck all. So, but I wasn't surprised to see him get put out there because of everything they went through to get him back last year um, for this season. Anyway, so again, you know, go, everything's going along. And then a few minutes later, um, Federico Higuain got subbed in. Oh, that, that. There's a guy you, you might want to pay attention to a little. once he's on the pitch. A little. Oh, dear lords. I, I feel if like some people were, were, were talking about uh, how he, he would be a threat. I don't know. Was that us last week? I don't know. It could have been. It sounds like something we might have done. It sounds like something we might have done. Yeah, it sounds like something we'd say, considering he always scores against Toronto. Like, I swear, he always scores against Toronto. Um, and, uh, yeah. Wait a minute. How yeah. old is the guy? How old is the guy? He's like, what? 82, 83, something like that? Like, he's got any magic left in those old bones, right? What could he have done? Couldn't I have think possibly what, what the he... keeper after the dynamic yeah. defensive duo of the nephew and Simon 
completely let the, him do whatever the fuck the, he wants. The tripping the keeper makes sense. Mm. You know, that yes. was delightful. And it was. To be expected. It was delightful. It was very but, good. But it's yeah, totally... You know, as noted, Higuain, he's like 82 years old. Yeah. How the fuck are you letting him kind of burst through midfield and be way ahead of all the defense and everything? He's not fucking Alfonso, fucking Davies. Yeah. Shouldn't be that hard to keep up with him. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's uh, just pop-pop. Just go after him. Good It was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. So granddad chips the keeper, 2-1. All right, yeah. fine. And uh, it must have shut it down. It must have parked the bus, right? Might have been one. One would hope, but mm-hmm. no, but no. Uh, in 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 added time, uh, uh, Briant managed to again evade any and all defensive marking and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we've we've just brought on two relatively fresh centre backs. We're going to be fine. They throw some desperate long balls in there. We got a couple of guys that can get in there and win some headers and. And they have experience. Clear the danger. And they've got they're on a good wage bill wage packet. So I mean, they have to be obviously better than yeah. most. I mean, just look at the the, the pedigree there. I mean, yes. The, the relatives, <laughs> you know, that that family. Yeah. Yes. Like DNA of it, just uh, it's there in their bones. I, it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it didn't go well. They yeah. they tied it up. Um, it ended up being two two. So TFC threw the threw the match away in the last fifteen minutes of the match, basically. Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was super super not exciting at all. Um, and then in the uh, at, after the whistle, there was uh, there was some handbags. Um, some tempers flared, some frustrations boiled over, uh, apparently, from DCU's side. There, from the sounds of it, from everything I got from some, you know, post-game interviews and stuff, is, is that DCU players were not happy with the TFC players for not showing up for the match the day before. Yeah. And also for leaving Toronto late. So, like, they're, they're, I guess there's been, like, a week of simmering emotions. <clears throat> They've just been waiting to like well, isn't, come to a head. Isn't that all their fault for not playing for Toronto? I mean, you had choices. <laughs> Single entity league. You make a phone call and boom, you get traded. I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah. So that that was that was I thought that was very tricky. Apparently, everyone's fine now. There was lots of yeah, okay. They just had to get it out of their system. Everyone's friends again, and you know, what Ben Olsen kept saying, well, we're spending a lot of time together in the bubble, which was concerning statement enough you know we we eat together and stuff i'm like really why are you eating together i thought you had to keep away from each other well, but, as long as they're in the bubble exactly it's fine i guess they must be on some sort of or at least leading up to this match they were on a similar schedule in terms of when do you train and when do you eat and all those things right so um mm. but it was kind of it was kind of funny that that was that was the the the, the reason for the for the fighting at the very end of the match. I was like, okay, of all the things to cause a dust-up, that's the one. Um, so anyway, so uh, TFC are not, you know, obviously they've got, they've got to do a little more work to, to get into the top of their group, although, you know, in a group that includes Montreal, should be fine. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Like, got a problem. Got a problem, exactly. Mm. And then, sort of related, when we'll talk about it more once we get into the MLS section, but um, so the group stage matches count towards the season uh, points totals 
and stars. <laughs> this season. Cha! Why yes. not? It, yeah. You mean both of the games? Season. Both of the games. <laughs> wow. This is going to decide everything. Wow. Yeah. This is, it's almost unfair <laughs> how weighted uh, everything is. This is comedy. Um, you know what? Overall, so the, other than the hilarity and the, the completely snatching, you know, not defeat, but blahness from the Jaws of Victory. Um, you know what? Piatti looked fine. Wasn't like... <sighs> Again, it he wasn't was, like he pulling was okay. my hair back or anything. Like, like, that's, that's no, fine. He, I don't feel like I, I noticed him at all. Through much then, of that, no. You know, he wasn't doing anything flashy, but then, yeah, you kind of notice. It's like, huh, okay, see, after him and Pozuela get taken off, all of a sudden, uh, okay, we're, we're not just kind of handily, easily controlling the game through midfield anymore, are we? And, uh, uh, all right. Yeah. I guess he was doing some good neat and tidy things there and having an influence and yeah. but yeah it didn't look particularly flashy yet had one I think he had a free kick that was shit but yeah you know Pozuelo had a had a solid match uh, we were talking yeah. to Bradley uh, you know Akinola obviously mm. taking advantage of his literal moment in the sun yeah um, he's uh, apparently got a hell of a right foot and he does not have a hell of a left foot no, yeah. no. He's young. Things can develop, yeah, but time. Uh, exactly. yeah, he had uh, quite a few chances there. Again, that one like the first half to be scoring more, and just like, oh, I, I'm I, on I, the wrong side. I, yeah. Oh. Whoa. Yes, I feel yeah. like uh, you know, yeah, he got around Bill Hamid really easily, but oh, he's on his left foot, and so nothing really happened. So, huh. Bill Hamid basically set it up so that he could get around him easily if he goes onto his left foot. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, score more goals with your left foot, Io. Be better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Mm. None whatsoever. Yeah, no. Uh, but I thought, you know, again, it was, it was, it was, I was glad to see him with the start. And, um, you know, it was good to see him be involved and lively um, and that sort of thing. So uh, some, definitely some positives from the match, regardless of the, of the result. Um, we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night, day after recording. Mm. We will. Walk on the surface, down the light footed path, a darkening canopy, a day that won't last. I even really, yeah, there's there's so little CanCon to talk about. Um, Why have a section at all? I don't know, because I feel like we should Tradition? say something about it every... Yep. Yes, Tradition. I guess. That, that, that's spontaneous. I mean, we've been talking about TFC for the last three months. Yes. <laughs> so, www.doesthecplseason have any kind of structure to it yet? <laughs> dot com. Dot so com. Dot yeah. Dot yeah, ca. Jesus. Ca. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Duncan. Enter. No. No. Surprise. <laughs> Move on. Uh, this week, uh, Oliver Platt, hi, Ollie, um, you know, said, oh, yeah, big news is coming. It, it, this week, we swear, news is coming. No, it's and everyone not. was like, 
sure, sure, Ollie, whatever, two to three weeks, two to three weeks. He's like, he's like, no, if I ever, he actually said, you know, have I ever said anything about this before? I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. It's funny. It's so, funny because he's the one guy you go, okay, maybe you're right. Yeah, exactly. He is, he is the one that, that is absolutely a hundred percent true. I'm like, okay, Oliver Platt is saying it. Yeah. No pressure, kinda, Ollie. No pressure. Yeah. None of it's over. I kind of believe this. So now it's just the waiting. And I was hoping that the news, alleged news would, uh, of course, drop before we recorded, but of course it didn't and will therefore uh, drop tomorrow because that's what happens. Yeah, why not? Um, but yes, the the rumor now is late summer into October, single site somewhere in the east, uh, maritime somewhere. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, NWSL Challenge Cup continues the... Uh, the uh, group stage is over. The quarterfinals start on Friday. If you haven't started watching yet, now is the time. Uh, honestly, it is currently the best football being played in the North American leagues. Okay, good. Because uh, I was about to say, Belarus is still going on. So, <laughs> North American so. leagues. Prove me wrong, MLS. Prove me wrong. Um, and I haven't had a chance to watch any USL, but again, I'm just assuming NWSL is better. Um, and you is can watch. Is anyone playing in Mexico? Yeah. Not. I don't think so. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, then yeah, you might be right. Who knows? Um, get to watch some great Canadian soccer players, and again, free to sign up for CBS All Access. You can watch the rest of the tournament for free, and then cancel your subscription without having to pay them a dime. It's super simple. Um, so yes, that starts uh, Friday, Friday. Is ten thirty. Ten thirty in the morning. Um, and that's the North Carolina versus the Thorns. And then later on that night, you've got Houston versus Utah. So that's your first matchup. Uh, definitely do, I highly, I really do highly recommend you give it a chance. And the, the first match on um, on Friday morning, the North Carolina has been the standout of the tournament. They've been very, very good. And Portland has not been that good, and which makes me sad because, of course, Christine Sinclair and so on, but um, I was going to say def- excellent jerseys, but yeah, whatever you have your well, thing, that's I got mine. <laughs> well, Chicago doesn't play until like Saturday yeah, night. Saturday so. night. Um, mm. Anyway, definitely worth your time. Highly recommend it. Uh, you should totally watch the tournament or the this part of the tournament. Um, and then before we go, before we leave CanCon, I have a question. Um, was that why is Jeff- <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Canadian yeah. soccer players. Sure, um, I'll, I'll allow it. Thank you. Uh, why is Jeff Paulus the most fun coach in uh, the Canadian Premier League? And, and I will, I, and I, the answer is that he had a, has a recipe for a G&T salad. So therefore... Oh, okay, in that case, because he has a recipe for a G&T salad. Why did you ask the question and then give us the answer before we could guess? I was going to guess it was something to do with shirt buttons, and mm. you know, he doesn't have that many of them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it we'll never know. We'll never, yeah. we'll, well, our guesses won't matter, because no. we've been fed yeah. the answer. Yes. Anyway, Sorry, I should have helped you cheat on this test. What's, what's a G&T salad, Kristen? G&T with cucumber in it. Perfect. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> Oh, this is in the same. This is the same vein as your salad on a hamburger. Yeah, yes. yeah. This is yes. this is my salad. That's because uh, I asked hamburger. him the same thing. Yes. I was like, "Oh, that sounds delicious," and he was like, it's, "You know, G- you take a G and T, 
You put some slices of cucumber in it. Otherwise, it's not a salad. You need the cucumber. I was like, that's, I'm there. That, that's generally how I take my gin and tonics anyway. I know, I know. Hendrix, so. cucumber, lovely. That's funny. Yeah. All this time yeah. I've been eating salad. Excellent. Exactly. <laughs> Now you can just skip that whole course. This is perfect. Yeah. Now I just need to find the... No, no, no sorry. Let me try this again. Um, uh, now I just need six more uh, uh, servings a day. And, and, and the doctor can finally get off my ass. It's going to yes. make working from home super fun. It's healthy. I eat, I eat an entire cucumber every fucking day. So fuck off, yeah. doctor. <laughs> you don't need Lime to know Lime for vitamin how. C? You're sorted. Come on. All right, it is time. We're so excited. Not really. Um, well, there's some fun things to talk about. To talk about MLS and the the ongoing COVID Cup excitement. Mm. Uh, so the tournament finally, mm. finally, finally kicked off last Wednesday. Uh, the opening match. Uh, the, I don't know, Florida, whatever the hell they're calling it. Who cares? Uh, between Orlando and Miami. And... Yes, there was a match, and somehow Orlando won, which, well, it was Miami, so it really wasn't that hard. They're both oh. terrible. It doesn't really, well, that's ah. bad, but or, Orlando's been annoyingly good, so it's actually quite strange. But really the thing to talk about for the opening day is what happened before the match. So whether it's a protest, not really a protest, display, ceremony, Duncan, you said show of solidarity. Sure. Um, put on by the Black Players for Change, the Black Players Coalition that was formed uh, by Justin Morrow and several other um, uh, Black Players within the league. So most, a lot of, not most, I should say a lot of soccer leagues around the world um, are doing something before kickoff to highlight what's, uh, you know, violence against, against, uh, against Black people and people of color by police and so on and so forth throughout the world. So there's usually some sort of ceremony, uh, kneeling, you know, moment of silence that's been going on. And the MLS players uh, that have come together to be very vocal and really, really push for change did something really, really special. And if you haven't watched it, I do highly recommend that you find the video from it. So you had the, the two clubs come out, you know, for whatever was going to be the pre-ceremony. And then all these other players started to ring the pitch and you realize it's the rest of, as long as of course they're in Orlando, because not everyone went to Orlando, but any of the black players that were in Orlando are there ringing the pitch and wearing various messages, silence is violence, always black, um, you know, a couple other things, uh, all shirts and things that were designed by Mark Ball, who is involved in the black players for change. And they all had one black glove, which referenced 
Tommy Smith and like Tommy Smith and John Carlos um, from the 68 Olympics in Mexico who took to their podium and each raised a fist with one gloved hand. And there's a whole other story behind that. Um, but if you, if you do get a chance to, if you don't know about this already, read up on both of them, but also read up on the, um, the, the runner from Australia. Uh, Australia. Yeah. Uh, I, that was Peter a, that Norman, was a crazy is, story. You know, again, it's not about him. It's about them, but what he did for them and what happened to him afterwards for supporting them mm-hmm. will be, you know, it's mind blowing. Anyway. So you've got over, you've got all these black players running the pitch. And then, so everyone takes a knee in the center circle. Um, slowly you have the players ring the pitch, each raising a fist up and absolute pin dropping silence for eight minutes and 46 seconds, which is the amount of time that that police officer kneeled on George Floyd's neck and, and murdered him. And it was, it was just one of the most impactful things that you can see and you can you can watch in sport. And as much as um, Black Lives Matter is getting commodified and exploited and marketed, and, and it's going to be, and there's no getting around that. And it's going to happen within MLS, you know, even with the Black Players for Change working to do um, what they what they can to affect change. Um, that was. It literally, like, that just, it just, you know, I, I still get chills just talking about it because it was a huge, huge moment for them to um, to do that. And then, like, I really, like, kudos to, to Justin Morrow for, um, in interviews after the beginning of the match, at the halftime, that sort of thing, um, and, in, and following up, talking about what they wanted to do. Like, what did the one guy ask? Oh, how did you guys manage to choreograph all of that? And I was like, really? That's the question you want to ask. And Moro refused to answer it. Like, not refused, Good. but just, like, skipped right past it. Like, it didn't exist. It's a stupid question, so... It was such a stupid question. Good for him. It, it, I know. And, and so they've been really... Um, the players, and all of the players, um, not just the players, at, you know, that are on the executive for the, for, the, for the organization, have been very vocal about this is just the beginning. Like, these are... Mm-hmm. You know, these are just, we know these are just displays, but while we have the league's ear and while the league is eager, you know, to pay attention to them and give them, give them part of the spotlight, they're going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good what they did. It was enjoyable. I think where I'd like to ideally see it going, this say this is just the beginning and there's obviously a lot of things they're looking to do. And hopefully what they're, talking about ideally planning if those things don't really happen you know if the league just kind of puts things off and puts things off and it you know just protest in the middle of a game not just have some kind of thing that's organized with the league before the game just you know randomly the middle of a game just can stop for like mm-hmm. you know eight minutes 46 seconds again and have you and just you know actually make it an actual sort of protest rather than a display and, you know, I hope uh, that's, I would love to see that happen at some point, you know, if there's any, you know, whether, I mean, it is something that's league related or if it is, you know, just reaction to something else that's happening in society as a whole and, you know, how 2020 is going, yeah, there'll probably be another, you know, particularly egregious example of things that, you know, 
needs to be uh, confronted, yeah, take it up a notch. Just stop in the middle of the game. Don't even let anybody know. Just all of a sudden, just stop. Mm -hmm. Make the referee confused, TV people confused as fuck, and mm, that'd be great. Well, and then one of the other things that I think was a, a really, like some people talk about, like in terms of um, something like that, is that the black players in MLS make up about a quarter of the league. So if they did something in a unified way, like 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 that in terms of uh, an in-game thing or uh, fuck you, we're not playing sort of thing, like the impact upon the league would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then talking about doing things without the league's permission. So um, the next day, uh, there was two matches, uh, Pizza Rats versus the Union, Cheesemakers and the Tea Terrorists. But uh, Philadelphia Union quickly becoming one of my favorite teams. Uh, Which is so uncomfortable to say on a bunch of different of levels. Of course. But yes. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, they did something without the league's permission. And... Yeah. I didn't know that. That's amazing. It's even yeah, better. Oh, no, that's, that's the best part about it is that this was not... I, I, with the league's permission. So if you've, if you've watched any of the tournament or watched any of the, the marketing around the tournament, um, again, as they, you know, go to sort of standardize um, the whole thing that's happening with... Um, the little white strip on the bottom of the... The little uh, white strip on the bottom the, of their jersey. You can kind of can, write on that you can't really see, and uh, that's ineffective, isn't it, really? I, yeah. Although, you know, again, props to Justin Morrow for writing Tamir Rice's name in giant letters. Like, he took up that whole square. Most of the players have been sort of respecting the little corner that has, like, advertisers and stuff. And just tomorrow's like, fuck this noise. The Good. whole square in, like, thick, thick black marker. Tamir. And he's like, he's like, I want everyone to be able to see that. And I was like, yes. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> so instead of where, you know, instead of just putting messages on the little square on the on the back of their of their jerseys um they showed up in kits that did not have their names on them instead they all wore jerseys with the name of a black person who has been uh killed by police and it was again everyone was like and and you know i will Mm -hmm. give some respect to like Taylor Tallman for um, continuing to talk about it and and giving it the the airspace and the airtime it, it deserved. Um, so they, so everybody, you know, and some names were known, some weren't. Um, they had the whole list. But what was really interesting um, was seeing that or finding out that the the white players the that wore you know the names they wore were about. Um, people that had been murdered that they didn't know about, that they learned from talking to their teammates because hmm. this team has been having these conversations um, about what's been going on, about what has happened. And, and so they, you know, they're like, oh, well, who, you know, what? Like, sorry, they got killed. What happened? And so they wanted to honor those particular people based on what they had learned in conversation with their black teammates. Which... Cool is what this kind of thing is supposed to to do, which is to get these conversations and to get um, 
you know, white white people and people of privilege to learn what mm. is happening. Um, good for and, them. Good for the the kid man and whoever on yeah. Philadelphia yes. signed up on it. And next step, if you want to really help like white people and everything, put them out for sale. Yeah, specifically yeah. on the club website. Yeah. Put them sell there with those names on there. I mean, exactly. obviously, anyone can get a blank one and put whatever name and do it themselves, but you can just put them right out for sale as is, right there. And take the take the game worn yeah. shirt, auction it off, donate it to whatever is attached to that shirt. So yeah. whether it's whether it's a a, a a bail fund, whether it's community groups, like I don't, I I because I I was thinking about this actually yesterday and just at how how spectacular it was, but I mean, not that I'm like a, not that I'm flush with cash, but, uh, I would, I would love to get one of those shirts and then win the shirt and then send to like knowing that the funds go somewhere, take the shirt, frame it, and then donate the shirt to a community center that would appreciate that. Like that's, I mean, this is where I, my head was going, but those shirts would be spectacular and it would be such a good kind gesture in in just the, just offering them in general i know mm. I, I i can't imagine that would be done because think of the money but um yeah i i'm i'm i, I thought it was incredible i also envisioned um there's a part of me that will want to know how much resistance the kit man um gave with with this thing not that he didn't want to do it but you know he's gonna get fired for this and it's like like was he like oh, sure yeah you know what i'll do it or was he like yeah fuck i'll do it like i just want to know where he was in that mindset because like it's not even just his boss but ever like the league would come down on him so many people would come down on him for that and I'm, i hope nothing happens to that guy uh, but yeah, either I mean, way i, I, I kind of presumed like the, the, uh, it would have got at least within Philadelphia. I mean, you're saying the league didn't know. Presumably, someone, whether just the head coach or the GM or whatever in Philadelphia. Yeah, you know, they would have known and okayed it. I, I, I always yes, feel. I always feel like something. I always feel like something like this, that, not not even openly, but somebody somebody needs to take the fall for this. Why they have to? Why somebody needs to take a fall? Like it's such a good pure gesture. And, and symbolic think, and, yeah. and it's just like there's always some asshole going like well there's there's eight hundred dollars in kits and printing gone down the toilet like missing the whole fucking point because yeah, that's not no. their job I just no. I, I just speculate that's all I hope not and I sincerely they'll hope nobody no I head rolls over that, that I'm pretty sure we would have heard by now if they did and and, oh, and burn again, the league to the ground well <laughs> and, and I think I I think well like Jim Curtin said you know like it was action over permission. We just decide, you know, to do it. Good. No, no. I, I, th- I thought it was brilliant. And, Good for them, yeah. Um, and then Bedoya's um, arm, captain's armband for that match as well was mm. all names of uh, murdered black people, which is, again, really impactful. But, again, these were all just things that they just did mm-hmm. and really wanted again, to do. Again, you know, next step, just any team, whichever, you know, all of the teams for you know have some kind of special occasion thing you know how they do oh these kits have this on for what's particular day or whatever you know whatever it might be just at least one team out there just go out there and take the fucking sponsor off the front of the jersey and put like the black lives matter logo on there or you know something along that if you don't align with that one particular organization 
sure. But you know, it's something like that just on the fuck on the front of the jersey instead of the fucking sponsor. Man. And be selling those. I'm I'm oh, yeah. I, be all over that. I can't even imagine how many shirts I'd buy. Like, like I have like, no money, but I would I would spend yeah, money on like, that. Like like I have zero interest in owning like either of the TFC kits, but I'd be like all right, I'm 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 buying one. I'm buying one. Mm-hmm. Like cuz for reasons that we've all discussed before and in addition to your your ongoing gripe with sponsorship on the front of shirts, which mm. which is valid. I understand that. But like I would like that would be crazy. Like I'm I'm right now st- like for some reason after all this conversation I'm like are they still selling the shirts in Britain with where they the first the first game back where everybody changed their name to Black Lives Matter. Like I'm staring at a at a at a Man United one with with it and like I feel like I should get this, but, <laughs> but like it, but at the same time too, it's like that, that would be what you guys are describing as an even better gesture. Yeah. And I know ideally to be some team out there would actually go in the entire fucking season. All right. We're actually going to, you make an actual sacrifice. It's not just going to be about eh, little gestures here or there, but yeah, just give up your shirt sponsorship for a year and just kind of be putting that on there instead. Yeah. And I'm kind of facetious. No team's going to do that because, you know, can't piss off the sponsors. But, no. you know, I mean, that kind of makes me think, though, can't piss off the sponsors. What about a league that, you know, we may or may not know from somewhere close to us that doesn't really have sponsors yet? You know, rather than putting one fucking soccer on the front of the jerseys again, you know, you're not giving up any money. Do something like this, CPO. Come on. Yeah. Um, um, Duncan. Come on. All right. I just, I just, you make a great point, but it's just called one soccer. The fucking isn't actually part of the name <laughs> of the service. Uh, uh, but, but yeah. I, I, to be fair, I've got nothing against one soccer, but it's fucking fair. ridiculous okay. to be fair. for them, uh, for the, their sponsors of one team, two teams. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, if, yeah, if you don't have a company willing to pay you money, you know, don't just put some shit for, well, we're going to kind of uh, promote our TV. You do fucking something with it. Yeah, it's not It's not like there's... You'll sell like, more jerseys that way, fucking yeah. guarantee it. Yeah, it's it's not like the league is awash with kits that they can't sell because no one's playing. Like, no. <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> and that's, that's an awful thing. But at the same time, too, it's like... Uh, I know a certain shirt that would look much better with Black Lives Matter on the front than Tim Hortons. Yes. So. I mean, Macron. It's like, you know, they're already making the kids. Yeah. That's how much, exactly. how much, like, 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 they, how they don't need to be on the front. How much more Macron they're, needs they're to be on there? They're already there. Yeah. 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 I, it's a little too Macron. Yeah. So come on, CPL. You know, everyone else is kind of locked into sponsorship deals. Fine. Yeah. What have you. You're not. Yeah. Fucking go for it. Think it through, guys. Think it through. Hmm. All right, so the rest of the tournament's gone on. Teams have won, teams have lost. A um, couple things to highlight. The quality of football has just been terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I, but... I'm just disappointed that none of the predictions Duncan made last week came true. <laughs> there was... Um, which I mean, we got, was we got close. We got close <laughs> with Toronto. There was, there was a 3-3 thing. I think that there was, was on, a 3-3. Oh, there was. was very, Monday or yeah. Tuesday? Uh, it was Monday. Houston? Houston. Yeah, Houston and, uh, and uh, LAFC. They had a, oh, yep. a I'm, I'm seeing bit that of a now. 
Shit Showy 3-3 yeah. three, three game. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So I got um, one, at least. That's nice. But, uh, but yeah, and I, and it's Ugh. funny. I was thinking of you during that match, too. I was like, oh, my God, Duncan's loving this, if he's watching. I did um, actually watch that one. I haven't been watching oh, them all by any means, but that excellent. was one I did watch. It was just in the background. I was sitting reading a book, what have you, but every now and again you can look up. Oh, that's fun. Um, but the whole thing with, like, you know, we're, and we're going to, you know, we pick on the quality of the football a bit, but, again... Like it's pre it really is preseason for these guys, and they're playing in what is possibly the worst conditions you can play in. It's really, really hot and it's really, really humid. So they're running through like a thick wall of air, and that can't be good. Like if you look at them every every single match, it, and even if it hasn't been raining, I just assume that it's raining because they all look like they've been rained on <laughs> for twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. 30 seconds into the match you know <laughs> like a couple times i'm like literally what is happening there are they okay and so they've been doing double hydration breaks in some of the matches um per half so that they don't all mm. just melt into little puddles I, right it does make sense that totally makes sense but fuck this is oh we're gonna stop it for a couple of minutes every 15 minutes no oh, this is awful Oh, I know, but that's, that's what you get. One of the, uh, yeah, microphone. it is, but you know, that's definitely Why? not adding to the viewing experience at all. No, no. Speaking of the viewing experience, ads on the pitch. Go on. Oh, fuck off. Everyone, yeah. Oh, that fucking Adidas. Yes. And, 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 and I love how they think that by shrinking it, because it's not nearly as obnoxious as the first couple matches where it was like, Adidas, they've made it smaller. Somehow it's more palatable. No, it's not. It's mm. awful. You realize it's you just came out an entire fucking range of shirts that have got three giant ass stripes over one shoulder. I mean, there's no way you can run away from the fact that Adidas has something to do with this league. Honestly. Like the, mm. the ones, the, the ever changing ones on the boards with the digital and sometimes, although I do think it's funny when the angle of the camera is so you just see the blue screen. And I love, yes. I love that because yeah. um, it makes me laugh. But, but um, as well, the, the bits behind the goal, they've got those like little green <laughs> triangle things, which you know, work as a green screen thing for adverts. That could potentially hurt somebody. Why, why are you setting up like obstacles for people to fall into if things go just right? I, ugh. Oh, it's so funny. Ugh. Ugh. I feel like I, I saw something before it all started. It's like, oh, MLS has got a whole bunch of things where, you know, this is really going to showcase the things that they can do and blah, blah, blah. Is it all just fucking advertising? Yeah, I haven't really seen much in the way of like, oh, this is, this is the, groundbreaking this is the drone. or this is, yeah, this is the, the, drone. the drone stuff. Yeah, but the I, drone I, come on. I, ugh. The drone yes. shadow makes me laugh. Huh? Mm. Uh, once I'm, now that I'm used to it, at first I was just like, seriously, it's so distracting. I'm like, what is this? Feel like a cat i'm like ooh, laser what's that what's that you know i'm paying attention to that instead of what's actually going on uh but the one delightful thing if they will just just let it happen is is the swearing so there's you know there's no fans there's coaches and players and uh when they when they some i don't even know how they're managing to somehow mute it i don't know what they're doing although it's annoying when they do it just let it happen because we enjoy it and, and, you know, you're giving us a little warning beforehand, or at least TSN is. I don't know what ESPN is doing. I don't really care. Um, 
And, and a couple of times the broadcasters have been like, oh, you know, like the children. The children will survive. The children hear swears. Trust the me. The children they, fucking love that shit. Exactly. They will laugh and giggle and think, and oh, look, we're not supposed to hear this. This is the greatest thing ever. Mm. Um, just let it happen because it's just, it's part of the sport and, and it delights us. So. Agreed. More swearing. More swearing. Time for a little world footy. And uh, now it's today. Something I know everyone's super, super, totally excited about is the schedule for the 2022 World Cup. Yes. You remember the World Cup? It's actually happening, I swear. Um, no, they mm. haven't managed to rest it away from Qatar and play it somewhere normal at a normal time. That Not in the nice. winter. and um, None of those things are happening. Sorry. Uh, so they're going with um, four games a day in the group stage. Mm. And uh, for those of us in the Eastern time zone, your matches kick off at 5 a.m., 8 a.m., 11 a.m., and 2 p.m. Isn't that fun? That's, that's a solid early morning afternoon of, uh, of yeah. football if you're going to watch everything. If you're going to watch everything, that is the, that's the, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's through the group stage. Um, and that goes on from November 21st to December 2nd. Round of 16 is December 3rd to the 6th. Quarterfinals are the 9th and the 10th. Semifinals, 13th, 14th, and the final is at, uh, what is that, 10 a.m.? Uh, 10 a.m. on December 18th. Breakfast. Hmm. Breakfast. Uh-huh. I don't give Caesar's breakfast for football. Everybody. I'm used to do it, but whatever. Anyway, so it's, this it's, is... It's, not, it's no different from when it was in Russia and yeah, yeah time zone-wise. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's just... Uh, it's guitar. in Qatar. It's just the yeah, fact it's that guitar. it's in Qatar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's... it's yeah. Yeah. It's anyway... Um, so there you go. Uh, you can find all the information online, but um, it's, uh, yeah, World Cup. I think yeah. this is like, I've never been <laughs> less least, excited. Yeah. I know, like, I just, I'm like, I, sure? It's just, it's the, I mean, I'm sure all World Cups are dirty, but this seems but this to be one, the dirtiest. So dirty. <laughs> like, I, I feel like Massively I need a shower sure. just looking at the schedule. Like, ugh. Yeah, pretty much. Screw the Qatari money people. Yeah, it there's just so much, <sighs> so much wrong, so, so much wrong. Um, yeah. yeah. So this is this is you know I, I as, as much as I want to see Canada in a World Cup, um, eh, you know, I, I I find myself thinking I'll be okay if they. Somehow don't make it into this one. Somehow, she says, as though they're somehow going to make it into this one. But, you know, 
with the with the changes, whatever they eventually are revealed to be to from Concacaf or their you know World Cup uh, thing, making it sound slightly more you know likely or more favorable towards uh, towards Canada. But yeah, you know um, we've got we've got the world's greatest left back now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong? Nothing. Um, nothing. I just don't want this to to happen <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> it's so bad uh, anyway so yeah you can find all the information out online um but the thing we really want to talk about for world football is is not the bpl wins and losses or the belarusian premier league no we want to talk about wickham wanderers <laughs> yeah, and we sure. the delight of wickham getting promoted into the championship for the first time ever in their existence. The chair boys going up. Um, with a, They had an unlikely run and they have, but they have everything. They have, they have the rock and roll manager, mm-hmm. Gareth Ainsworth. Literally, I, I like, if you did not watch the match um, in which they beat Oxford to secure their promotion, um, it, we we talk about Gareth Ainsworth. We talked about him. You know, he's you know he he literally is the rock and roll man. The man was in at least two different bands. Took time off from football to do it as well. Um, but had the had the unbuttoned <laughs> shirt, uh, like and he's got the long like he was literally it was it was killing me watching him on the sidelines. I was just it was it was it was hilarious. But they. Uh, He's the style icon John Herdman wishes he could be. Mm-hmm. But exactly. Isn't, isn't brave enough to be. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to picture Herdman with the long hair. It's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her, yeah, you, you know, you put Herdman Herdman does rock this medium though, I will say. You know, he, I'll give him that. Um but yeah, it's you been, know, it's kinda of like he uh, he wants to the but gay and tight yeah. shirt with fully unbuttoned tight shirt, but yeah, he can't quite bring himself to do it, can he? Yeah, yeah no, no. Um, so if you have Dazen, uh, they do. They don't always show lower league stuff, but towards the end of you know every you know the season, they do start showing um, the playoff runs for promotion. Um, into you know the various you know to move up and stuff which is delightful to watch so you have this opportunity to without hunting down things everywhere to watch um some of these runs and we've been watching we've been watching wickham mm. one they have delightful kids best kids best kids in league one like like seriously they're <laughs> gorgeous and their scarves are nice too yep Got uh they don't ship nice. here from the club shop i checked I was really upset. I got mine from a friend after I suggested him to go to a game yeah, at, at yeah, Adams yeah. Park earlier, early yeah, last I, year. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna send out some feelers yeah. to some friends and see yes. what I can yes. see what I can have uh, happen. Yeah. Uh, but um, they have Gareth Ainsworth, the rock and roll manager, and then they have Adebayo Akinfenwa, who is just. He is a, he's a legend, and you just have to look at him, and you'll understand why. And then you find out he's a forward. 
And then you find out he runs at people. And it's just like, oh, this shit gets better. And then if you think it doesn't get better than that, he gives great interview. Oh, I guess so he's just this like I would like he's the, he's exactly the type of guy you would want just to like you want to bring in a spectacle. Fuck the DP shit. You go get him. <laughs> you bring him in. And if and if your entire stadium doesn't love him within 10 minutes, they're not watching they the game. They don't deserve their team. They don't exactly. Deserve Oh, no. I, I, I am I am I am I am forever saddened that he has never come to MLS. Oh, he's he was he was famous. So uh, back in uh, back in 2016, um, he scored a penalty in a in a win against Plymouth Argyle in a League Two playoff final. His contract ended at the at the whistle at the end of that game after they got promoted. He was effectively unemployed where he famously said in a post-match interview. I think I'm technically unemployed, so any managers hit me up on the WhatsApp and get me a job. <laughs> and after that, it's like this guy is like he was already a legend at Wimbledon, but I'm like, oh my god, I would totally give him a job. I don't care how shit my team is. Like, find space for this guy on the roster, goddammit. it! And he ended up at Wickham, where he played like another three, four seasons. I think he's in his fourth season with him now. He's in his fourth season, yeah. And and like he's mostly. I don't want to say he's mostly a bench guy, but I mean he's he's thirty eight years old and he's got like he got ten goals this year. Like, I mean, exactly. it's spectacular. It's spectacular. He is just uh and yeah. So if you haven't if you haven't had a chance to see his post match interview, uh, on on the twitters, it's out there. Go look up his name. You won't be. It won't take you long to find it, and watch it, and then go seek out the one after that. Which is related to the first interview, which is the cutest, like, you just love the guy. And who he, who he speaks to, you love that guy even more, even if you hate the club that he manages. So, no spoilers. Yes. So, anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's, done, he's done quite well for himself at, at Wickham, actually, in terms of, you know, not, not like lighting it up, but he's, he scores, like, at least 10 goals a season. And that's nothing to sneeze at. He is, no. is as you said, he is he is delightful. Um, and he's got quite the resume too. He really does. Holy he shit! Really does. Duncan, have you uh, seen this thing? Not the whole. Uh, all right, I should go as- look this up. Aside from Barrytown and in the in the Welsh league, Boston United, Leighton Orient, Rushton Diamonds, Doncaster Rovers, Torquay, Swansea, Millwall, Northampton, Gillingham, back to Northampton, back to Gillingham. AFC Wimbledon, Wickham Wanderers. That's his career. That that's yeah. That's like. and, and I mean, even in his even in his like his early days, he was mostly a guy who just came off the bench and didn't score a lot. But he broke out at Torquay, where he got uh, fourteen goals and thirty-seven appearances. But then he's like pretty much broken double digits just about every season, short of injury. And it's like, it, you know, most teams would kill for a guy who could score ten goals a season. Yeah, some like, guy coming off the bench, get yeah. 10 goals. Just, right. it, yeah. Whether it's like, off the bench with it starts, I don't even are. care. If I know I'm going to get 10 goals a season from this guy, I, I'll find a job for him. Like, <laughs> who doesn't want 10, I don't want to say guaranteed, but it's 10 goals over, there's a, a 20, yeah. like a 20, uh, maybe maybe 15-year career. That's spectacular. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, bless him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They won. Delightful, and and as we've been saying since since the match and even before that is, like, they better not let him go. 
<laughs> which is what I fear is going to happen. I, I think I think if they sign him, they, if if he's not Even if he's just, out of a contract, they sign him to a, at least a one year a one deal. One year and oh, let yeah. him get a trot out. Let him get a run out. Exactly. Yeah, you know, like give give him a, like basically a farewell tour in the championship. Like the man deserves it. Come on. I think um, at the very least, if Wickham don't sign him again, you know, Northampton are going to want him back. <laughs> I'm just looking through his Wikipedia here. You, two separate spells, like 37 goals in 88 appearances, and 34 goals in 80 appearances over yeah. the space of like, you know, maybe five or six seasons altogether in two different spells. He's got to be a fucking Northampton legend. They'd have him back, surely. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're wrong. But uh, yeah, but the, but the but yeah, the best thing also is to just listen uh, to his interviews because he scored the winning goal in the two thousand and one Lithuanian football cup final. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was the start of his career. Yeah, <laughs> which is amazing and also seems about right for this guy given his trajectory. So, <laughs> the, the the I think I read it on on his Wikipedia was that his his uh, manager his so the wife of his manager uh who's the wife of the manager like his or his agent sorry agent's the word so the wife of the agent her brother is connected to that club that he signed for in lithuania oh my gosh that's hilarious it's 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 like a can pl dream come true so that's that's too funny yeah that's fantastic but uh upstair boys so, uh, hey, I know we're on the world world, fo- world football thing, and I know that mm. we retired a certain section, like, I don't know, how many weeks ago was it? How many weeks ago was it? Like two. Two weeks. All right. Three? Here's a, here's a, here's something I didn't even prepare for, okay? Oh, no. Belarusian, I'm not even going to do the whole wins and losses. This is what yeah. happened last week. Rook Breast put eight past Energetic BGU. Eight <laughs> fucking goals. The Robins did what now? Yeah, the Robins, who are terrible... Put eight past. Um, Dinamo Brest had their game last week postponed. Okay, sure. Might have been a cup that I don't know. Had their game this week postponed. Huh, strange. Did the ground get flooded? I don't know what happened. Well, somebody's got a coronavirus outbreak. <gasps> yep, and they're postponing their games mm. indefinitely. Oh, so, uh, oh no. So that's fucked. Um... Uh, Yaza no longer plays for Energetic. Oh. Yaza got transferred to Shaktor, and he's oh. on 10 goals now. <laughs> and and if that isn't fucked up enough, Shaktor's in first. <laughs> there are two points ahead of fucking Bate. Why did we cancel this again? This is the fucking most amazing league. What is even happening? I've got Sheena managed to win another they, game. I, so last week's ticket got completely fucked. So I don't even remember, but Belshina won their game 2-1 against Torpedo, who was, I think, at the time in fifth. Nice. Uh, the team above them, Smolvici, who who also completely mediocre, smashed Islock. They were up 3-0. Islock pulled one up at the death. <laughs> so, like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, it was so, it was spectacular. It was so good. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of any of this shit anymore. Uh, Bate got a draw against Slavi, who are just mediocre. Um, like, why? Why would? Why? Why did we? St- I'm not saying we should do this next week because I figure once this cup is over, I'm going back to it anyway. But holy fuck, two weeks, we've got, we've got a move of the best of the, of the star striker of the league, 
coronavirus, a new ch- a new leader. Like it's this is fucking spectacular. I'm surprised it took so long for coronavirus to uh, to pop up in this. I league. know, given how oh, so I, yeah, given how sure. middle fingery the president's been to the whole thing. Um, yeah. I'm just sad that it's well my team. I mean, because I'm. Well, it's funny. I, I, I was saying, uh, Dinamo Brest till I die, or until the until this pandemic is over. I think I got to add, <laughs> or or they don't exist. So it's just, I'm a little alarmed. I'm a Dino little scared. Dinamo Brest until they die. Until they die. Yes, mm. yes. Too soon, but you know whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Holy crap, guys! Holy crap! Uh, if anybody wants to continue to watch this uh, absolute delightful circus as fuck i mean it's great uh first games on friday 11 a.m slutsk versus islak and uh bate are are visiting the uh absolute world destroyers that is rook breast <laughs> so who the, fuck, who the fuck knows and and who's Sh- Shachter? shakter's got him on grudno well that's one versus three so i mean guys fuck all these other leagues i'm just i'm not i'm biased i'm completely biased and more invested than any normal person should be. But god damn it. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Mark. Fuck. That enthusiasm was thoroughly charming, Mark. Dude, I was reading this. Thoroughly charming. I just, I was, because uh, I was going to... God bless you. I was going to make... Sincerely, okay, sincerely, I did not have anything written down. So I went and looked up I went and looked up Belarus to see, like, oh, okay, that happened. And then I went, did that say eight? And then it was like, Okay, that's the second game. Like, so I'm I'm basically un like unraveling this thing as we're talking about the World Cup, and it took everything within me to go, what the fuck? As you were going over the schedule for the World Cup, <laughs> I literally just like I knew this game was going on, and then it's like, what? I looked, went down to the to the Golden Boot, and it said, yeah, Shapovalov is playing for Shakhtar. It's like she doesn't play them for fucking Shakhtar. What happened? I was yes, sh- he does. Yes, he does now. Yeah, he's in first, and uh, Lisa Lisa Kovic needs braces is in second. Like they've got the top two goal scorers. So the entire dynamic of this fucking league is on its ass right now. It's amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. I don't like you would never get this ridiculousness in MLS. You get ridiculous of a completely other fucking part of the animal. Like this is the good stuff. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I've been. I. I. As soon as I was learning more and more about this, like I have to tell people. <laughs> they, the people must know. Congratulations, you're the people. <laughs> I. I'm. I'm glad to know this. I'm. I'm more than glad to know this. This was important information. Holy shit! Anyway, That's hilarious. Yeah. Fantastic. Where were we? <laughs> I think we're about to go to the next section. (laughs) We were. We are. Okay. All right, well, after that... Speaking of MLS, I guess we're going to talk about TFC again and preview tomorrow night's match. Yay! Um, so yeah, TFC have to, they, all the teams have to keep playing uh, because this is a tournament and that's how that sort of thing works. So in a game that was supposed to be happening tonight, day of recording, mm-hmm. uh, is one of the many rescheduled matches in this tournament. So tomorrow night, TFC take on the Cheesemakers. Oh. Uh, 
Yes, it's going to be super exciting, don't you? Yeah. Grr. Uh, My goodness. Rivalry uh, and yeah. Um, they get the they get the they get the prime time. They get the eight o'clock kickoff. So they get the you know, the 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 big the prime time match. Um, as as is only befitting a, a yes. rivalry of this stature. Mm. Um, so Montreal lost its first match. We all know what happened with TFC in its first match. Um, the group standings, because you know they have those. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of group standings, uh, Orlando and Philadelphia are guaranteed into the knockout rounds because they both won the, their first two matches. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to mention that back in the MLS part, and I forgot. Orlando. Uh, Orlando. Orlando's in first in their in their group because of goal differential. And and the pizza rats are out, aren't oh they? God. They're done. Oh my god, pizza rats are done. Duncan, this is the equivalent of like. Uh, Hey guys, is Duncan here? Yes. You're in the playoffs. Congrats. Like, (laughs) really? What? What the fuck? This league. It's no. It's it's no. It's no Belarusian Premier League. But like, holy crap! Oh my god! They're already declaring people for the playoffs after one game. Exactly. I saw that and I was like, I'm sorry. What? There's still there's still a week and a half of group stage left. How are they being declared for the knockout rounds? And I looked at it and went. They've played uh-huh. twice. Yeah, the other games. But... And won twice. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, I like that the idea that there sense. might be a team that won't win any of their group matches and still make the playoffs. <laughs> that would be <laughs> magical. MLS, anything is possible. TFC is on track for that. Haven't won a game. Currently second in the group. Magical. Depending on second or third in the group. Who knows? <laughs> oh my god it's too yeah. good it's just too good all right so tomorrow night they take on montreal for you know second place i don't know um if they're not playing it up here obviously because they're at the tournament so is this like the the snowbirds derby derby that makes sense i think for this one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i think i think this is now the snowbirds derby the um, oiseau which... de neige <laughs> oh Sounds Duncan, mm. so classy. That, that, would, that would look good on a trophy. That's why we have him here to class up the joint. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what that's oh, what the feedback, man. customer feedback says. It is, yes. Duncan equals um, class. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Chris Mavinga and Omar Gonzalez are set to go for this match. And Greg Vanny did say, you know, he felt like he had to sub them off. You know, they were both cramping up and stuff. So but they're good to go for this one, everybody. It's okay. Okay, okay. good. It's okay. Ooh. Bullet dodged. Indeed. For, um, for a while. For now. For a while, for, yeah. For like Still the first unlikely hour. that, that maybe. Josie Altador is going to play in any capacity other than perhaps as a sub. He, again, wasn't in the starting 11 or 20 or whatever. He was not in the in, on the on the team sheet for uh, Monday morning's match. So we'll see. Um, and then you have, you know, the Cheesemakers coached by that person um that person made me like him for a little bit the other day terry henry oh yes terry henry oh um, right that guy yes yes terrence that guy. fuck that guy terrence but henry. um i will give him i will give him respect he, he knelt at the beginning of his match for eight minutes and 46 seconds oh right yeah uh, yeah sure while the game was so, going on yeah yes mm. um mm-hmm. anyway so 
hasn't had exactly the the smoothest start with his team as of yet. You know, they're, he's got some new players, got, obviously has a new coach, trying to figure some things out. Um, they did not look particularly exciting in their opening match. Um, but they, uh, you know, again, it's anytime Toronto and Montreal play each other, there's a certain added... Added emotion, added, added, you know, uh, intensity. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi, what? To the proceedings. And they, they tend to elevate each other's play um, just by disliking one another. So I think we should expect, I think, Duncan, you might see your goal fest. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out what you predict during uh, predictions. But what... Um, you know, this is the match that everyone tends to look forward to on the calendar if you're a TFC fan, or I think, honestly, if you're a Montreal fan as well, is when do the two teams play each other. So, within the tournament, this is the match that everyone wants to see uh, from the two fan bases. So, who is your player to watch from Montreal? And does everyone think it's... Nacho Piatti? <laughs> yeah, that would... That would, that would uh, there can be only Makes one. Makes me sad that he's not there anymore. It, yeah. I know, it does. Yeah. He's so much fun to watch. Yeah. I'm going with uh, Celtic and Spurs legend Victor Wanyama. Yeah, no, he was mine too. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh, uh, just cause. It's so weird. It's <laughs> so fucking weird. Yeah, I, 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 I still want to see him uh, do stuff, but not right. You know, not, not tomorrow. Barcelona's Bojan Kerchic. What Stokes Bojan Kerchic? Ah, uh, Stokes Bojan. Yeah, that. Oh, that <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that guy. Was that. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Barcelona. Yeah. Never um, heard of it. Jesus. Well, is that be, a thing? One of the interesting things to watch <laughs> would be where Samuel Piet ends up because he was very oddly placed during much of the first match. Like upside down. Um, just in the in the formation. Uh, yeah, oh, it was okay. it was it was oddly. Huh. I mean, if you were placed upside down, that'd be odd. But whatever. when. That's just me. When did uh, Montreal get Rommel Kyoto? I remember. Right, him. yeah, there's that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, when, that's new. When did that happen? <laughs> pretty pretty new, Fair I think. Um, oh crap! That's uh, just yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that now. It uh, was it was this off season, I think. Yeah. So yeah. on the, on so the off season, Kyoto was traded uh, to Impact in exchange for Victor Cabrera and hundred right. grand in yes. allocation cash. Yes. Mm. Yep. So again, so they have all these really interesting pieces that I don't think they figured out how to put together just yet. Um, is much real. mean, Thierry Henry is clearly a, a, a legend a and a genius. What have you? How could he have not put it together? I, I, you know, everyone knows he's amazing at all these sorts of things. I you know, remember he was a player. Huh? Mm. Yeah. I remember mm. him being a player and yes. playing. Mm. He's totally a player. Yeah. Very handsy. Yes, so handsy. super Break. handsy. Mm. Right. Um, I think that there is a, a, a very good opportunity for TFC just to carve these guys up into little pieces. Um, because At least they, for the first 60 minutes, anyway. Ex- exactly. And then after that, who knows? Just sub on your Rudy yeah. and then it'll be done. Um, yeah. Anthony Jackson Hamill. Yeah. Remember him? Yes. Remember when he was a big Canadian yeah. hope before we had those other guys who were yeah. better? Good times. Yeah. So he's like, ooh, him and Kyle Laren. These are the guys uh, who can do it. Yeah, don't need you guys Kyle anymore. Laren. Be on the bench. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, stay on the bench. Um, 
Anyway, it's going to be, yeah, because I have no, there's, I have no sense of how Montreal even sort of like puts themselves together right now, but TFC has the stronger midfield, um, at least the more coherent midfield, even with a couple of new players, you have a, a core that is much more at home with one another, as opposed to Montreal, where there are, you know, again, still trying to figure things out. So I think you've got, you know, TFC wins the midfield battle, um, and but attacking wise, who knows? It sort of depends on how uh, how the balls are getting to the forwards for both teams. Really, it'll be interesting. Uh, but I expect TFC to win. So predictions time, folks. Three three sloppy defensive shit show. You're gonna say that. I'm gonna stick with it. Yep. That's like just Duncan's standard prediction through the through the group stage or through the whole tournament. Yeah, definitely group stage. At least we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Okay. At some point, TFC are going to have to put on at least one of Zavaleta and or Simon. So, yeah. <laughs> so we could have it. I could just see Duncan yeah. there with his fingers crossed. 87th med substitution up 3 0. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 3 0 uh, final. Uh, um, uh, let's see. I'm going to go with 3 uh, 3 defensive calamitous shit show goal fest, is what I wrote. Right. Down. I can't remember how you phrased it, Dunk. But I knew it was in that neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I saw how the last game went. This seems way more plausible now. <laughs> I'm going with Welcome to Team Chaos, Merck. It's fun. TFC mm. with Patrick Mullins, just despite me, scoring the winner in added time. Okay. That's nice of him. That's very nice. Yes. TFC are going to go up 2-0. It's going to, you know, they're gonna, Montreal's going to come back and then Patrick Mullins will score a goal. To remind me that he's allegedly relevant. Mm, allegedly. Allegedly. Whatever. Rude. Seriously. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Um, please join us next week when we, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about whether or not uh, Brentford. I imagine we'll probably be talking about like TFC's games against Montreal and New England. Just probably. to guess. Probably. Maybe the, uh, we'll maybe also the CPL. We'll be talking about Brentford. We can yeah. talk about the CPL. Talk about the bees, yeah. talk about the leads. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about... is at least two to three weeks away, Kristen. Come on. <laughs> Every week. I was told weeks. that it was this week. Oliver Platt said right. so. I know, I know. Ollie's got, Ollie's got one, which is one more than everybody else there. So, yes. 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 So, we'll see. Two to three weeks. <laughs> um, yes. And whatever else is happening in the random world of football that we pay attention to. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for um, the kind messages uh, for our 300th episode. Um, those who sent sent messages and who sent voice clips, which we appreciate. That was nice. Um, thank you. That was very nice. And uh, so and so forth. So thank you for sticking around uh, for 301. Um, we will go from there. I have been joined by most of the evil... Yes, we will. <laughs> okay. You have you have you have committed to at least three hundred and eleven episodes. True, I did. There is a contractual obligation for another ten episodes at least. It's a verbal, yes. it's a verbal contract. I mm. have it on record. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Good. Um, been joined by most of the vocal minority podcast uh, out there on the Twitters at Duncan D Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Uh, out on the tweet machine at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Hashtag B together with a B E E. 
Come, come on, you Brentford. Uh, as for me, you can find me on the internet, yes, the entire internet, at Kaza Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, yeah, you still.